Uh-huh. Like I said, if you have a team that's willing to do anything and everything for you, uh-huh. then you will not fail. I see. I see. And given what you said earlier about uh, how new metallurgists are struggling to find jobs, would you advise anyone to go into it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, no, that was quick. That was so quick. No. That was quick. Okay, why? Uh uh-uh. nice one that's okay. a clap that's a clap so yeah chris yeah you are ready mm-hmm. you everybody is ready that's so it is ready, ready. Well, nice being in color Thank you, my brother. Uh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Thank you. You know green is my color, man. Okay, maybe you don't know. We green are killing. Oh, oh, we are killing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are post- killing. <laughs> Why are you okay, We you are killing. We're supposed to guest to learn the song. Now you are out here. Yeah, the guest must learn. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the viewers <laughs> must learn as well. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of nine to life your career and life journey podcast where we interview the interesting people doing the things you'd like to do or the things you didn't even know you could my name is bonnie silem kiti my name is lesejo muera and with us today is chris (laughs) mabunda you said it's not christopher right no it's just chris yeah thank you so much for joining us sir um, Thank just you for a having me. Quick one in the intro. Um, what what are you, Kiria? <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> what are you? What am I? I'm a human. What are you? A human. A human. You're a one. Hoping to be an alien in the future. Kiria, I meet Audrey. Uh, I think you'll get along. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's, a, there's a guest of ours called Audrey, and yeah. yeah, you guys would get along. But yeah, what are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, by qualification, I'm a metallurgical engineer. Okay, yeah. okay. All right. No. Yeah. Um, so we will come back to that. Uh, but we like to start the podcast by understanding what shaped you. So <laughs> and those formative years, you know, yeah. we, we do like to start with those. Um, who was young Chris? Uh, what was young Chris up to? Where did young Chris live? With who? Uh, just give us a bit of your childhood. Okay, so I grew up with my grandmother. Okay. As most of us do, like, you know, when you are very young. Yeah. Um, in the villages of Rabutokwani. It's uh, about 110 kilometers north of Pretoria. Oh, okay. Yeah, just okay. after Hamanskral, Saitabo, the Rastiventer side. So, like, oh, literally yes, right. the northern side of Rastiventer. Um, always been a bookworm, I think, for as long as I can think. Yeah. I've hated going after cows. <laughs> I'd rather sit at home and wash dishes than I can study. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what, like, where that comes from, but mm-hmm. I've always been like somebody that would just rather study and do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, I can believe that. <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> and I think a lot of it comes uh, from how dedicated you are with your with your job because socially. Um, yeah, but anyways, we will we will we'll, we'll get into we'll that. Back to that. Okay. And then, how was your primary school, high school? Uh, primary school was, if I can remember, oof. <laughs> I've always been the baby. I mean, the at home at the time in primary school, there was about twenty five of us living with grandmother, like all the cousins, Bomalome, Bomani, everybody living in the same house. Twenty five oh. people. Yeah. Because my grandmother, guys, had 11 kids. And Yo. all of those kids had kids, and we were all of us living in the same house. That is intense. All, but it was amazing, trust me. Okay. It was insanely amazing. 
So I've always, like, especially in primary school, I've always had siblings, cousins older than me that would obviously take care of me because, you know, you become the baby. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether part of being competitive in terms of having to get good grades started. Mm -hmm. But from as long as I can remember, even primary school, I've always been getting the certificates and, you know, yeah. every year the awards and all that. And um, it was nice. I yeah. think it was generally, it was nice. Huh. It was nice. Sure. High school, on the other hand, you grow up and you start to understand understand certain things about who you are, what is it that you want, yeah. what the family expects of you and all of that. And I remember when, you know, when you get to grade 10 and you need to choose the stream mm. and I I chose science and you go home like, so what did you choose first day? Like, no, I chose science. No, who's going to help you with homework? None of us did science and this. Because mm. everybody just followed the accounting Man. or the history stream yeah and i was like no i want to do science <laughs> that yeah but i didn't care well they let me do it uh but it's just you know because somebody older than you took this stream then they automatically expect you to follow that because then mm. when you have assignments or when you're struggling with whatever then they can assist you mm. but mm. that's why we have teachers for that so yeah yeah Sure. science and loved it, honestly speaking. And a family of, well, 25. <laughs> Not really. Well, from my mother, <laughs> we are four. Yeah. But yeah, growing up with grandmother. You grew up in grandmother's house. And yeah. how do you think, what impact do you think that has had in your life? Do you, do you like being around people now? If I know you and I'm comfortable around you, for sure. Yeah. But I... I've always actually loved being around people, but as I grow up, I tend to become socially awkward and weird if I don't know you. Yeah. That's like, I'm becoming very overprotective of my space to say, yeah. when you speak to me, like, what do you want? Like, why are you talking to me? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know you. You don't know me. Leave me the hell alone. So. It's, it's, Another it's, guest it's said that. Yeah. Um, I was think it was, mm -mm, it was Farah. Really? Yes. Farah said, as as she gets older, she's starting to say. Oh yes, she's a, yes. She, she she likes a certain type of person. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. it's it's but a common theme. I see. Look, most of it is probably comes from how we live now in South Africa. You mm. can never really trust anyone. So, Ish, that's you know, so sad. You just then have to like, hey, don't get close to me. I don't mm. know you. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago about the uh, how in shouting. Mm -hmm. Like the 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 tradition or the culture of giving people lifts doesn't exist. Mm -mm. No. Whereas outside of Houting, it's like a thing. It's like yeah, that's no. how people get around. They, yeah. Ba -ba, yeah. They hike. They hike. Yes, hike that's yeah. the word. Yes. I don't care if I see no. a baby on your back. I don't care. Like yeah. what time of the day it is. Yeah. No. Female. Old or young. Same. I would never do it. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. Why would you do that? Thing, That's so sad. That actually helps hijackers because quite a lot yeah. of times hijackers take you. Um, it's funny because it, it helps them uh, when you stop and it helps them when you don't. When you don't stop, mm. when a hijacker hijacks you, then they put you in the boot of their car mm. and they drop you off somewhere. It means no one is no going to stop hey. for you yeah. to get to the police True. station. So a lot of people, when they hijacked, they have, have to, to walk and and, <laughs> and while it's walking trackers are being everything is just hey. they they're doing whatever they want because no one can report your yeah. car no one's giving you a lift you know and yeah. you have no phone you're you just have, somewhere you have no you. phone you're just somewhere and so it's a place oh. you don't know hectic yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. how did we get here? <laughs> Please bring us back. No, this, this country has a crime problem. So we can talk about one true. thing and we end up talking about crime. True, true. Yeah. And then growing up, did you know any engineers? No. Yeah. Never. As for metallurgy, was I've, I found out about metallurgy when I was in metric. It's not even what I wanted to study. Okay, um, okay. Always wanted to do medicine. I've applied for medicine at UP. Um, you know, they give you that preliminary acceptance. Mm. Then you come and write the test. I wrote the test in November when I was doing metric. So the story is, <laughs> this is the reason why I'm not a, a doc. medical doctor today. 
So I take a bus from the village in the morning. It's nice and sunny and it's hot. Mm. And I'm in my shorts. You know the Javaru shorts? The oh, Javaru. Yo, yo, yes. Yo, yeah. I'm in my shorts and um, I get to Pretoria, take a taxi, University of Pretoria. Mm. As I got to Hetfield, it starts getting cloudy, it starts raining. I don't have a jersey. Shab, you get into the auditorium, um, then the aircon is on. Oh. Mind you, I started feeling cold as I got off the mm. taxi. The aircon is on. I'm from a village. Um, yeah, I could speak English, but you know, you are not taught how to speak in a platform where there's 300 students, there's mm. white lecturers there, mm. and you're given a test that is timed. Nice. Now I'm freezing right through this. Now this is a paid test. I think we paid 300 or two yeah. something, whatever. Now getting that to something was a lot of hassle as well for the family to get it. And then I wrote that test. I failed it, obviously, because my mind, I was, I was not there, guys. I was freezing. Mm. Um, I couldn't tell them to switch off the aircon. There's 300 people in the room. And then I go back. They send the results and said, no, you didn't pass the test. Yeah. My metric results come out. I qualify on merits based on my metric results. Mm. But they say to me, no, if you come and write this test again and you pass it, then we'll give you space. Nobody has that amount of money for me to go write again. Ish. And then they're like, I, you know what? The only thing we can advise you is to change uh, courses. Mm. Just maybe go to engineering. Get there, like uh, engineering probably c can do chemical, you know. And they're like, uh, no, chemical is full. We have metallurgy. Like metallurgy. Mm. Hey, What's guys, that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I ended up with my, um, studying metallurgy. First semester, great. Got my first zero in life ever at Varsity. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I passed the first semester. Recess. You come back on the second semester. I forgot everything from the first semester. You. And worst part, I didn't even have textbooks. So. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they're expensive no, now. They're very expensive. Nobody yeah. can afford them. I mean, I was traveling from the village to university every day using a Padko bus. Mm. Oh, yeah. And that's why I respect those buses. They made who we are today. Jeez, that yeah. is quite... No, shout out to Padko. <laughs> I mean, you've been killing people and stuff, but... <laughs> now you're killing the game. Yeah, now you're killing the game. <laughs> now I see where the song comes from. Yeah, <laughs> the game. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay yeah. so when do you eventually start falling in love or appreciating metallurgy metallurgy second yeah. year okay yeah okay. second year so second semester um then you start doing lab work while you're in class and all of oh, that it's still yeah. a little bit foreign but then yeah. it becomes much more clear and all that and every time you study a module mm. and you go read about it and you know couldn't even go to youtube the only thing i could do was to go read textbooks library. in the library obviously and second year and then everything becomes clear i'm like oh okay what i did in first semester mm -hmm. this is how then it continues on the third semester and this is what it means oh then you're more in the lab mm -hmm. and then you see it and like okay this is interesting mm -hmm. so yeah sure then my grandmother could not even <laughs> she still can't tell what is it that I've studied even today. Yeah. No, something, something engineering, you go mining. Yeah, That's oh, what yeah. she says. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sure. And your grandmother is still around? Yeah, she's still around. She's 89 this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. She's still around. Yeah, because it's beautiful because you got to make her proud. Like you are that guy in the... I in the Patuko bus, now you rock up in a in a in a seven seater four by four. I hope I do make her proud. Yeah, I really hope I do. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So, how long did it take you to study metallurgy? Um, completed in record time. Oh wow! Funny thing, I was okay. about to say because engineering <laughs> is known to be a five to six year degree. No, even though they say for four years. No, I mean. And I had to finish on record time because number one, I'm I'm traveling with a bus every day. Mm -hmm. So I take a four thirty bus to school for mm -hmm. an eight o'clock class. So when people sleep in the bus, I'm studying. Mm -hmm. uh, when I go back home in a bus, mm -hmm. I'm studying. 
you know, that then works out for me because also I can't afford textbooks. That means I cannot afford to fail. Mm. I mean, we were having um, discopas as lunch at lunch. adversity. Genius. And this is in between the classes because then you attend from eight until five. Mm. Sometimes you don't even have that one hour, 30 minutes break in between. So I, there was no way I could fail. Mm. Like never, ever. There was, it was not an option. So I needed to finish on record time. Mm. So yeah. Sure. Please. Okay. You've made it now. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still doing it. You're still, you're still doing it. What's, yeah. the, what's the first job you get now after, after um, you complete? And how long did it take you? So um, you finish mm -hmm. off the two years, then you needed one year of in-service training. Okay. And this is while you were studying, right? Yeah, this two is years before you even get a make. diploma, yes. And then one, and year, one year in service training. Okay. Yeah. Um, finish off, uh, um, and then, so we finish our exams in November. Mm. In December, you are home trying to apply. Nobody responds. Nice. Um, uh, January, same thing. By the third week of January, I went back to my high school and I told them, sorry, guys, I'll, I'll volunteer to teach maths or assist with maths or science because I couldn't stand being at home. Just chilling. Yeah. You were that yeah. cousin that went to university and now <laughs> you're stuck here with he's us. Just chilling, yeah. You know, he's mm -hmm. just chilling. Um, got a call from one of the minds, went for an interview, was late. Mm. Part like, of the I was late. Yeah, the part uh, part story. I was very <laughs> late. Uh, like, but we were rooting for you, no doubt. <laughs> Yo, uh, she I was very late. I was supposed to be there at nine. I think I got there at half past one. Yo. I was very late. And luckily, they're like, oh, well, you're here, so come Might through. Might as well do it, yeah. You had the interview first week of February. By the third week, there's no feedback, nothing. Like, yo. It flopped. Last week of February, they call and like, hey, you got the job. Come be an intern. Now oh, it's the beautiful. struggles of having to move out of home. You have nothing except your clothes. And nobody can say, okay, let's get a bed. Let's get a parkie there. Mm. Nothing. Um, speak to one of my friends that live close by. Says, no, look, I can house you for a month until you um, get paid and then you can get your own room around. Like, ah, oh, for sure, that will do. Mm. Catch a bus, go there. Then it's the traveling to the mine and back in a month that wants money. Mm. Um, also because then as metallurgical engineers, you work in a concentrator within a mine, which is about on average five kilometers plus from the mine gate. So you get to the mine gate, you still need transport to the concentrator. Yeah. Yes. So and this yeah. is not arranged by the mine. No, it's not. Yo. Yeah. It's not. So you it's just intent, need yeah. to go in there and hoping that somebody that knows that you're the new person that work with them and they have a car, then they can give you a lift from the mine gate. And then obviously then you start making friends and then they're like, oh, where do you live? No, I live in this site. Okay, I'll travel with you every day. Mm -hmm. Let me get you at this place. And that really helped. Hmm. So, yeah. Relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Quite, yeah. Quite, mm -hmm. quite, quite early on. No, sure. for sure. You have to or else you'll suffer and you won't make it on time. And as an intern, the like just be on time guys like everything else skateboard just mm. be on time mm. just be on time that's sure. all yeah no chris um yeah so i've known you for a while <laughs> uh but i didn't know what it took took yeah yeah so i had and why didn't you give up um you give up and go back to what what are the options mm. you don't have options mm. you either do that and you soldier on yeah and, but you, going back home was never an option. I grew up there. I never wanted to be there yeah. or be an adult that's just there. So I can't go back. Having nothing, never. Yeah. And what do you do with your first salary? I gave it to my mom, all of it. All of it, eh? All Jeez. of it. I just had, friend had to hire you for another month. You paid one <laughs> no, month. <laughs> obviously I paid rent okay. and um, I bought food, I think. I do you remember how much food. it was? Yeah, it was 4,800. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. And the remaining, I gave it to my mom. 
which then she took it and bought me clothes with it and then brought the clothes to me. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, clothes to go to work now. Yeah, now, can I no, like student? you're working, no. you need to look like you're working. Yeah. I, uh, the Nike accelerators. Like that <laughs> okay. was a proper, <laughs> the first proper shoe that I did. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I gave her the money and she went and bought those for me. I was like, no, you need to have this. You need to look like you're working now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so now you are in the internship. How is it like? What are you, what are you struggling with in that role now? Um, so the first thing you're struggling with is um, having to realize that there's been metallurgists before you. Mm. Because remember, you come from university and like, hey, I'm qualified or I'm going to qualify yeah. as an engineer. Coming with these you get ideas. there, there's elderly people that have been working in the mines for mm. years. Uh-huh you think that you must tell them what to do, not realizing that you need them to succeed. And all the senior metallurgists, the plant manager, it was like black women, you know? Mm. And that then acts as a motivation to say, look, I mean, if they are there, I have to do it. Mm. But do you think it's easy? It's not. Guys, I'm terrified of snakes, number one. Mines are in the bushes. That means there's... A whole lot of snakes. And you're not allowed to kill them. On no, the you're not allowed to. Mm. You're not allowed no, to kill snakes. You can't. You can't. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. Why is it a conservation thing? Yeah. They'll take you to a training how to become a snake catcher. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Like mess up the environment with your you mining and your pollution, no. but yeah. leave the snakes alone. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo. Okay. Yeah. And, but I was happy that I got people that were willing to teach me, mm-hmm. but also because I'd like to believe I had a learning teachable spirit. Okay. Yeah. So they teach me what I need to know in order for me to succeed. Mm-hmm. And it, it worked. And, you know, these people speak of big numbers and these big Excel sheets and there's presentations every week. And what are they talking about? Yeah. Especially when you hear people talking about the stuff that you studied. Yeah. You've never really seen them before. Yeah. You know, they say the word, I'm like, I know what that word means. I can yeah. calculate it. But go in the actual <laughs> industry. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Never. Sure. But, yeah. And <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned going in with people who have been there for a long time mm-hmm. with your degree. Yeah. Because when you're there, you're not um, uh, managing um metallurgy people yes. are not listening to your degree yeah people are listening to you and exactly. you now like how important are those people skills um in mining and do you think you can get far without them uh what's yeah you're probably not gonna get far without what's them though you they can get you fired easily mm. because remember now your production report your presentations rely heavily on the results that they feed you. So they can feed you wrong information. And if your boss goes and checks and finds out that things are not exactly what you're saying they are, so that means you're a liar and then you don't deserve to be there, then they can get you fired easily. Mm. So those skills are critical. Yeah, Like you need to be a human before your position in the mind Mm. so that then you have people that are willing to work with you that are willing to work for you, even in your absence, that they are willing to go above and beyond to ensure that you are fine because they know that you take care of them or you are just being respectful to them. And that's all they ask. Respect, not a lot. Sure. And just another one. There's something that I took for granted. And it's that we mentioned mythology and we didn't say what it was. Um, So what is it? Um, the study of minerals and metals. Okay. You know, people talk of platinum and um, gold and all that. Yeah. We study the processing part of it. What does it entail? Um, what processes do you go about? What do you put in all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like the study of minerals and metals. Okay. So you study the minerals <coughs> and, and, and metals. Sorry. Yeah. For what application? What I'm trying to understand is... Yeah. How broad is metallurgy in terms of its application? Once you study it, yeah. what are the different things that you can do yeah. with that information? It's a lot. Mm. Literally everything that we do, it has metallurgy in it. Okay. From that laptop to our phones, mm. to our cars, to 
everything the rings the watches without metallurgy would never have any of these things because it's basically the study of material science so we study ah. the science behind materials to okay see. for you to have an airplane that flies with so many people in it mm. what type of material do you need there because you obviously ah. don't have something that's gonna you know the wind is gonna make it crash yes. whatever the case so it's like the study of material science I so see. hence everything that we do has a little bit of metallurgy in it if not all of it mm. so yeah it's beyond minerals and metals so in south africa would obviously focus on that because we are the richest in the world mm. where we were at least i think so in terms of the minerals that yeah, we have. yeah in the world no other country had more minerals Gold, and metals than we do all mm. of it okay so obviously they would focus on those processes but you also do all the other things uh, you study mm. all the other minerals and metals um mm. but mostly material science because okay. then it guides you to say for you to have um a car like a golf 7 which is much faster than if you were to have a foot ranger as an example you know this are the material you need to use when you cast whatever the part that you need so that it's lighter mm. but then it becomes faster mm -hmm. so it's it's just metallurgy okay and then its application in mining is what it's how to extract the minerals in the most efficient way what are we aiming for efficiency yeah efficiency obviously uh but good grades so we speak okay. of grades in the platinum industry to mm -hmm. say the grade is this or the yield is this in other industries mm -hmm. so it's just processing to get as much as possible of that material and then separate it from the waste or they would call it a oh, gas that's another thing you're the one that gets to decide how we are separating the platinum that's yes. in this big lump yes how do i extract the platinum from that yes but the maximum amount of platinum. of it all of it yeah ah. the maximum and that's why i said the concentrator so we work in a mine yeah but at a concentrator plant okay. so that's where then we do the separation and the processing of the ore that comes from oh, yeah. the underground yeah okay that that's interesting and then how do you then how do you then learn the different um property of the different materials is it an, is there a lot of experimentation involved no. in metallurgy or is it more theoretical you calculate the mass of this object against <laughs> it's against, both you know yeah, yeah. okay it's both mm. it's um lab work and reference obviously okay. there's been a reference to say someone has done it before um, a platinum group metals you know you'll have platinum palladium ruthenium this and this and this and that okay. and but it's more lab and having to obviously go confirm that if we saying we took out 93% of platinum from this one ton of ore mm. how do you then get to that 93 you know you send to analysis in the lab they analyze and tell you these are the metals that you have mm. or whether this is working or this is not working because you can think you're processing the good product mm. meanwhile you're doing the opposite <laughs> depending yeah. on the quantities of the chemicals that you may be putting yeah. to do that actual extraction okay so so it involves knowing what sort of effect each chemical will have on yes. different types of material yeah so that you okay interesting and then does is metallurgy also the study where we combine different types of metal like i know there's something called nitri or niti or something nickel nickel titanium nickel titanium yeah, yeah you're the one that determines yes. how much alloy of this yeah. goes in okay so like that macbook obviously it's an alloy of certain metals yes. to make it look like what it is i mean you hear of the um, stainless steel of the mild steel it's just the different grades of steel depending mm. on how or during the manufacturing on what is it that the customer wants yeah so you make it according to what the customer wants. Mm. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's like metals are in everything. Like, everything. Like you said. Mm. Yeah, everything. But okay. it's a shame now how m new metallurgists qualifying now they're struggling to get jobs. Is it uh -huh. because there is no demand for the skill? The industry just got saturated. So when we were oh. in in high school they like they were no, saying we you must be a metallurgist you know <laughs> because if you actually heard when he got into it it was 
there was the only one that had space. space. So I was like, damn it. So people didn't actually want to yeah. do it. You know? For sure. Yeah. And also, you don't even know about it. Yeah. True. I mean, I was the first metallurgical engineer in the village. Hey. And I mean, <laughs> I'm not that old, guys, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and also, even at that, there's still people that don't know about it even today. Even now, yeah. 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 But uh, it just got saturated. And sure, yeah, with mines closing, it becoming oh, even much more goodness. difficult. What other applications in South Africa can 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 we use practically now? Yeah, what what other jobs can a metallurgist get outside of the mining industry? So any processing uh, plants, any manufacturing. Mm-hmm. I mean, manufacturing now. Okay, um, you moved. Yeah, I've moved. moved. I've moved. So. Okay. Any manufacturing or processing, anything that involves a process, mm-hmm. you require a metallurgist or a chemical engineer. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So even, like, for instance, you see, like, a huge influx of engineers into, like, the financial services space. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's where they move into. Yes. Most of the people that I know, they've actually um, ventured into banking. Yeah. They become yeah. Uh, not financial advisors. Analysts. Analysts. Yeah. Financial analysts. Yeah. So what would you do in a bank? Like for a banking? Yeah. Because you're used to working with a whole lot of numbers and yeah. analysis and tests and yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. So they become financial analysts. Yeah. yeah. And processes as well. I think. Yeah. There's processes it's in the bank as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your current uh, role, you're in what um, manufacturing? manufacturing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do you leverage um, some of the skills um, that you got from mining in your current role? Um, it's very different, actually. Yeah. Okay. I think it's similar. But I think I have to give credit to the university that I studied because we do the entire... So metallurgy has a lot of failed inside metallurgy itself. Okay. So where I studied, we do all of them. Mm-hmm. So now when I switch from mining to manufacturing, then I can tap into the manufacturing part that I studied as well, mm-hmm. then leave out the other part that's required in the mine. Mm. Okay. No, And then um, I'm guessing you are in a management role. Yeah. In the I mine. am, <laughs> <laughs> I I am mean, actually. Yeah. I'm a senior manager, okay, an executive actually. Oh, so, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and how how difficult was it for you to let go of your the the technical side, going from doing your job one hundred percent technical, nowadays managing people, doing budgets, attending meetings. How was that transition for you? Um. I'm assuming you do all of that. Of I course. do yeah. all of that now, of yeah. So I... You're telling me that you're higher and fire last time. <laughs> <laughs> you're making it seem like it, it's a bad thing. <laughs> so, yeah, look, now I'm my own financial accountant. Yes. I'm my own maintenance manager. Mm. I'm my own HR specialist. Yep. Um, I have to say that initially I was like, what the heck am I doing? Why did I, like, I had a nice job that I would knock off and not worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best part about it is I never really like feel a day when I'm at work. Okay. And it's never like I'm going to do this and then I know I'm, I'm done. No, it depends on what's happening. Like now it's month end. Mm. I was an accountant, mm. you know. Um, tomorrow if it's maintenance, and then I'm a maintenance manager. Mm. So the learnings are exceptional. Mm. Like I'm able to have a proper conversation with a financial manager mm. because I understand the finance part of it. Mm-hmm. I understand uh, legislation in terms of the safety. I mm. understand, you know, the HR side. I, and it, it's, it's never ending learnings. Mm. And that for me was like the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. As a book went. <laughs> yeah, actually, former bookworm. Oh, former bookworm. Former, you're that now. Ah, guys, yo, school must end sometimes. <laughs> it must end. School ends, but learning doesn't. Like, no, for sure. Yeah. No, I continue okay. learning. Yeah, but that, uh, hey, that formal, formal, formal studying. Yeah, I am a guys. Yo, but how do you then upskill? Then is it on the job training, like uh, financial, your finances, your HR, your marketing? You do courses. It's okay. like instead of me going now to say I want to um, study financial accounting, yeah, then I can do a 
three months, six months course mm. on finance, mm. on financial managers. Yep. Or, you know, then that, that obviously continues. Mm. It, it has to carry on. But the formal education of saying, I'm going to register for financial accounting. Mm. I, no, I already understand what they that. do from that three months course. Yes. And because I interact with the accountants every now and then, mm. then they teach me as we go along. It's mm. how the learnings get carried on. The on. job. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then, um, so with having to um, now manage, uh, sorry about that. So how is your approach to leadership in your current role and moving from, and how do you balance your technical um, expertise with your uh, uh, managerial responsibilities? So more than often, a lot of managers make a mistake of not trusting your subordinate. And they don't delegate. I, I'm sorry, I will not do that. I'm yeah. not a specialist in everything. I'm mm. only a specialist in process engineering from my metallurgical side. Mm. If it's maintenance that I don't know, I will go to somebody that's qualified and specialized in that and say, look, this is what we're facing. How do we go about it? And like, no, we must do one, two, and three. Okay, sharp, let's do it. And if it doesn't work, okay, back to drawing board. Mm. Yes, what else can we do? Yeah. So I remember reading something and tell me what you think of it. They said that people who can't delegate don't trust themselves. They don't trust that they've led people well enough for them to execute certain things without them. Um, or is it a matter of they only trust themselves too much? Mm. It's a matter of not trusting yourself, honestly. Mm -hmm. My or... Oh, one of the people that I really look up to once said to me that um, you must work yourself out of a job. Mm. It's, it's, and it's what I work with. My team knows everything that I know. Mm. I don't hide anything. If we are paying Bonisile mm. as a supplier, uh, 10,000 rand a month for mm. one, two, and three, my team knows That's it not. because we mm. have costing meetings that they become... They are the most integral part of the business. Mm. Mm. So as much as they understand, then they're able to make informed decisions to say, no, this we can actually do it ourselves. You don't have to pay this person. Mm -hmm. Then you save money on it and then you see it in terms of the profits. Mm. Wow. So we are. Mm. No, no. Great. I want to take us back into the uh, metallurgy industry in South Africa. Ne? Yeah. How do we stay up to date with the latest developments and trends? Is there like a forum or a, what is that thing? A professional body? Yeah, that you there guys, is. Okay. There is. You, and you guys have meetings and stuff, conferences. You, there is still conferences, but mm -hmm. more on the um, university side. Like if you okay. are mm -hmm. on the academic. Academic, like people you, that write articles. Yeah, so. then oh, you okay. do your master's and your doctoral. There mm -hmm. is conferences. Obviously, there is yearly seminars. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, it's a uh, you. You're gonna really need to be an academic for that. Like uh, me, guys. Uh, I got. To, I still obviously my goal is to change my title to become a DR, but now on my own pace. What's it? What's it? Yeah, doctor. Oh, yeah. No, I've never heard anyone say it like DR. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to do a doctorate, a PhD? I just, yeah, metallurgy. I just want to change that Mr. to doctor. Yeah. But now on my own pace. Yeah. Then it was, look, you you need to put food on the table. You need to go work. Uh, you need to go do certain things. Motivations have changed. Yeah. You yeah. Know, now it's like, yes, I will get there. Mm. But there's life as well. Can I live? And while I do that, because then I chase all of that and then, you know, have you ever heard of people saying, no, you're overqualified for this? Yes. I don't want to be stuck in that. Mm. No. I think when, when people say you are overqualified, in my mind, I'm hearing you don't have enough practical knowledge. You have theoretical knowledge. Because it means you studied this thing, yeah. but you're not a... Because studying in my mind, and I've come to understand this recently, studying and getting that degree only means now you can go learn. Yes. Now you are qualified to go learn. You, you've mastered the basic concepts, yeah. the, the basic terms. Now go actually learn what this thing is like in real life. Mm. 
No, for sure. You so that's what I hear when I hear someone when they hear someone like you're applying for a job and they're like, yo, you have a master's, you have a what I you're overqualified. It means you don't have enough practical experience. But remember now, people in senior positions currently, mm-hmm. they've qualified back in the days. Yes. Now, if I'm your senior and I have a national diploma because I've qualified 15 years mm-hmm. back, you are coming in as my subordinate and you have a master's, master's degree. degree. Mm. You understand? Mm. Some people, people that are not so sure of themselves, mm. they will like, uh, this one, uh-uh. It's going to be a problem in my life. <laughs> exactly. You know, what else then? There's people like us that will say, I want you with this your is the masters. the person that you want, yeah. Because then you get to challenge me, then I get to grow. Okay, you get to learn. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. If you take my job, that means I can only go higher. I can't go down. You can't so, go down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So that's how you actually stay up to date. Yeah. Higher than my guys, you did. My, my, Current uh, boss will yeah. tell you, go hire people that are much smarter than you are. Okay. Yeah. And I will not hesitate to hire anybody that's smarter than me. Yeah. Never. I will do it within a blink of an eye. Mm, because they, what, they, they, balance, they balance out your, your practical experience with their latest learning. What yeah, is the thinking behind that? Also, they challenge the, the norms. You know, you uh-huh. can be doing the same thing for 10 years thinking you're doing it right. Yeah. Somebody comes and say, no, actually, this doing is not like right. This? Like, what do you mean? Like, no, I if see. you do it this, it becomes better. Mm. And you need those different people that are smarter than you Oof. because then their thinking level, it's much more higher than yours. Mm. Tell me, I, you know, I had a recent interaction with the, uh, a colleague of mine, right? We were having a meeting at work and then there was a certain way that they expected the meeting to go. They wanted us to get to a certain point. But because the 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 senior at the time needed to... Okay, in her mind, this was supposed to be a three-hour meeting where we did work, yeah. right? The senior had to go to another meeting. So in his mind, he was like, uh-uh, I'm cutting this. You guys will talk outside of the meeting and then you know you you'll sort it out. Yeah. In her mind, she she had a better approach to achieving what we wanted to achieve as a team. But because she felt like no, but the leader has spoken, I can't speak above what the leader yeah. has said. Yeah. So my question is the long way of asking my question, how do you hire for such what do you look for in the interview to find because someone might be smart, but smart alone is not is not enough because you can be smart and then keep quiet in the meeting. But you know, how do you then make sure when I hire this person, this person is not only smart, but they'll be able to speak out when it's time for them to speak out. What do you look for? You empower them. That's okay. what you do internally. You okay. hire so for not, the brain. It doesn't start at the hiring. No. It Once you, you know this person is smart, yes. you give them the platform exactly. for them to be able to speak out. You empower out. them, ah, you support yeah, them, yeah. and you. that's all. Mm. Okay. And they will tell you that, no, I think you're wrong. And okay. these are my reasons for saying you're wrong. It mm. becomes a conversation. You know, you become a leader and not a boss. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then it works. So you solicit uh, um, opinions, um, opinions from them. What do you think of this? I'm thinking about doing this. What are your thoughts? Whatever. You do that. Those for are sure. the practical steps. Now. Giving people the freedom at work mm. is the most important thing. Mm. I don't care who you are, mm. how smart you think you are, or mm. how much of a millionaire you are. <laughs> if people that are working for you, they're afraid of you, mm. your business will never grow. Oof. You'll yeah. never grow as a person. Woo. People need freedom to say, I want to go do one, two, and three. Mm. and Or I'm not afraid to say, hey, Bonnie, I think we must do one, two, and three because... Mm. I understand that this person is going to support me or want to hear my views. Mm. And if he thinks it's right, then we're going to do it. <laughs> and that's exactly how businesses grow and others don't grow because people just go to work because they're employed. Mm. You know, we spend most of our time at work. At least you need to enjoy it. True. Yeah. True. And I can actually agree with you on that one because if you have built a team that is only kept at what people can agree with you on then you are never really getting the full experience of of having a team the full brain power of that you know and in what do you think makes bosses like that 
And have you ever come across this, uh, come, uh, come across it as a, as a subordinate? Um, and how did you tackle that? If you have, yeah, I have, um, you know, experienced it mm-hmm. where you, you want to say something, but you're scared. Yeah. But in most cases that happens because as a new employee, you come in and you hear people saying, yo, you can't tell Bonisile anything. Eish, so That's even before you Before meet. you even get to experience Bonisile's side, yeah. already you have that thing that's implanted in your mind to say, when he speaks, even though he's wrong, I can't tell him he's wrong. Mm. And half the time it's not the case, eh? Really? I, for people that I've experienced, that yeah. I've worked with, it was never the case. <laughs> you get to actually see that, well, this is not what I've heard about you. Yeah. Obviously, I won't tell you, but then I, I become free. I, I'm a big believer of having to experience you for who you are. Mm. If people are saying, yeah, this one, hey, you know, they do one, two, and three. I want to experience it for me to say, yeah, actually, but <laughs> I'll tell you. That's the thing about me. I'll, I'll, Sorry, our parents couldn't express how they felt at work. Mm. Whether they liked it or not, they'll just do it. Uh Me, I'll tell you that I don't like one, two, three, and three, or this is how one, two, and three makes me feel. Yeah. What you do with it is up to you, but you would would know my truth from my side. Yeah, I I call that the Capitec ATM syndrome, where (laughs) there's three ATMs, then one one stops working for like two minutes. Yeah. But after some time, no one is using it. Yeah. And the queue is long. Yes. And that ATM works fine until someone is brave enough to go there and use it and show everyone that, um, yeah, it's not broken. And in these demanding roles of yours, Chris, um, I don't know. It, it just seems like you don't want to have it easy. But how do you maintain a work-life balance? And is there such a thing? Um, yeah. I don't think I'm a person that's qualified to say there is a work-life balance. Because we're nine to life. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Look, you make it. Okay. I, I make my work-life balance. Okay. It, I make it make sense to me. Yeah. The next person will obviously don't won't understand it. Mm. But to me, it makes sense. Okay. I balance it out exactly how I do it. I know that at least in two months, I need to take a shot left Nyana, even if it's going to the Val or yeah. going to Johannesburg in a park or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I need to do that and that fuels me. Yeah. So that is my type of work-life balance because mm-hmm. it has different meanings depending on what is it that works for you as well. Yeah. You know, other people can say, if I knock off at four and I spend time with my family, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, some of us can say, well, mm-hmm. let me work for the whole month and give me that four days off that I can, you know, go to Pretoria Zoo and be happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, <laughs> but your role, how demanding is it? Your current one as a, what is it? Yeah, senior, senior manager, manager in factory. a factory. Extremely demanding. Uh-huh. Like extremely, extremely demanding. Like you do everything, like I said. Yeah. You know, from the HR, the finance, the maintenance, the production manager, uh, becoming a factory manager, like it's a lot. I'm the first person to arrive at work. I'm the last person to leave. Sure. So that's how demanding it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. You are a captain. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right? For sure. yeah. And then, ooh, is there a type of person that is better suited? for a role either the role that you occupy or just in metallurgy as a as an industry or is there room for diversity of personality types for instance is it more extroverted driven or can introverts also thrive to the same extent same level they don't lose anything how does it work it's diversified Mm. Um, ultimately it comes down to the type of a person that you are Mm. what is it that fuels you what is it that pushes you to win more or mm. how you gonna because you can we can do the same thing mm. be appointed in the same roles mm-hmm. but will execute different roles um, or responsibilities differently to achieve to even the same results or yours might even be better than mine but it's, yeah. it's the type of a person that you are 
Uh-huh. Like I said, if you have a team that's willing to do anything and everything for you, uh-huh. then you will not fail. I see. I see. And given what you said earlier about uh, how new metologists are struggling to find jobs, would you advise anyone to go into it? No. <laughs> no. That answer was yeah, no, that was quick. That was so quick. No. That was quick. Okay, why? Okay, studying metallurgy is hard. Of course. Uh, like, but it's rewarding as well. From what from what we've had, the conversation, I think what I've taken from this conversation is that you really enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I rewarding do. to you, yeah. I, I do, for okay. sure. For me, it is. Yeah. But also, it takes years to yeah. get to that rewarding state. It does. Like, mm. years. Guys, mm. I would never. Metallurgy <laughs> is the hardest course ever. <laughs> It's very hard, mm. extremely hard. Mm. And then you're yep. going to struggle getting the benefits already. Like, mm. you know, you'll start in as a process controller, mm. having your national diploma because nobody cares about your national diploma anymore. Mm. No, I would never. Sure. No ways. So who are you transferring these skills to now when it's, when it's your time to pass on the, the baton? Me. Yeah. Uh, everybody that I work with. Okay. Yeah. Everybody. Oh, you are like continuously said, doing it yeah. even now. Yeah. They, yes, yes. they know what I know and there's no hiding about it. Mm. Also, I don't know things. I go and ask people and say, hey, how do we go about one, two, and three? Mm. Yeah. And luckily for me, 40% of my best friends happen to be metallurgists as well. Oh, wow. So we bounce ideas off each yeah. other. So, yeah. Okay. Great. Mm. And um, who has been that person for you, that uh, mentor or someone? And what is the most valuable lesson or takeaway that you've gotten from them? Yeah. Career-wise or in varsity or whatever. There's a few, but the person that comes to mind is Mr. Debo Mkwebo. That man believed in me like when he didn't have to. <laughs> like, I remember when I was still doing the podcast travels to university, he had bought a new Samsung tablet mm. and he gave me his phone. Oh. And he had siblings. What was he to you? Like, was he a lecturer? No, he is somebody, we're from the same village. We're not oh. related at all. <coughs> but I also can't tell what is it that you know, like pushed him to become that mentor for me, like mm-hmm. to such an extent that now when I talk about him, I tell people, guys, this is my godfather mm-hmm. because I can call him at any time wanting anything for sure. I know he's going to help me. Mm-hmm. Like I've had my first phone, you know, the sliding phone. It was a very nice Samsung. Uh, I no, no, that was the, slide the sliding. Yeah, what year was this was in 2011. Yeah, E2 oh, 2011. Oh, 2011. Yeah, E250 is what I Yo, wanted to say. Yeah. Sorry. It was 2011. It, it was okay. not E250. It was this nice I'm saying. It looks like it, it has like stainless steel on the outside. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved it. Uh, yeah. He gave me that phone. Hmm. When Yo. he didn't have to, his, his siblings didn't have the, that phone. The, mm. yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, no, that man. The siblings watching this right now. <laughs> hey, they're like, this one. <laughs> no, but that man has literally like been there for me right through and through. Mm. And like even today, I was talking to him actually yesterday. Mm. Oh, wow. And he still said, hey, don't worry, I'll help you with one, two, and three because I needed certain things. Mm. So, yeah. Shout out to Debojo Mukwebo. Yeah. 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 Shout out to him. Okay, uh, I think you have uh, another question before no, we get no. to the part. So, no, no, no. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. So, we get to... <laughs> I'm thinking, Yo, no, the what, part is <laughs> what part is this? <laughs> the part that shows us who doesn't watch our podcast. Yeah. Oh. This is where we discover. Oh, but yeah. I don't watch, I listen. Yeah, uh, either way. We are everywhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I was just saying that I, I okay. listen. I you listen? listen. Yes, okay. on the... Yeah. Yeah, we've had we've had good guests recently. Yeah, I, don't I do. I okay. listen. So we're on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yes, um, that's why I listen to. Yeah. Okay. So Chris, in your life, yeah. mm. your very short life, yeah. what has been your <laughs> biggest win? Like your biggest flex moment, your proudest, proudest moment. 
Um, having, no, I don't even think that, yo, that's a lot, hey? Um, just being alive for me, mm. it is that biggest win. win for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've been through things and me being here, it's, some would say it's still a miracle and that's mm. why that for me is the biggest flex ever. Yeah. 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 Okay. And and how did you make it through? You don't have to get into the detail of what those things are if, if you're not comfortable. But how, what kept you going and made sure that you are still here today? Uh, my family. They okay. literally supported me through. Look, Beautiful. that's not a, that I don't want to talk about it, yeah. but I was in a horrifying accident. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I couldn't walk, I couldn't Jeez. talk, I couldn't. But they're like, hey. You need to go see a psychologist. We'll take you to the physio, mm. and that's why I say being alive for me is the biggest flex. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that context was important because it helps sort of yeah. frame why no, this is such sure. a big thing. Yeah, for sure. Because beautiful. If it wasn't because of that professional help, guys, I would mm. have never survived. Eh? Mm. Like yes, I got out of a hospital and all that, but mentally, yeah, I would have never survived. Cool. Like never, ever, ever. Jeez. Mm. So okay. yeah. Next question is, what was now the flip side of that? What was your biggest L um, in your life and career? And from that, what was the biggest lesson or takeaway? Um, yo, going to Belgium okay. for a job, um, then got drunk the night before the final interview. Got to the interview, hangovered as hell. Yo. Uh, woke up late from the hotel, obviously. Didn't shower. I was just a mess. That for me was like... Yeesh. And when they said to me that you didn't get the job, I was like, I deserve you not getting the job. Mm. So they flew you out for the interview? Yeah. It was this company that I was working for. They're like, no, we're looking for somebody in Belgium. Are you interested? I was like, yeah. Was like, oh, okay, you already work for us. Come through. Mm. I was there for a week, show you where you're going to work and how the plants work and this and this and that. And um, the day of the, the day before the final interview, went out and got sloshed. <laughs> yeah. Extremely sloshed. <laughs> extremely. Extremely. <laughs> Why? Guys, what I'm, are you celebrating? I'm, I'm never late. <laughs> Big in Belgium. Big in Belgium. Belgium. In your mind, you already had it or what? The job. In my mind, I was like, I've already had the job. I mean, I've never failed at anything, you know? Yeah. And because you were sober. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Bernie. Yo. (laughs) Guys, that was like terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never late for anything. Yes. You did think about the importance of punctuality. Me waking up in that hotel late. Yeah. I knew that this, like... <laughs> it's a bad omen. Yeah. Yeah. Never again. You can't even lie and say taxi strike. No. <laughs> or the pad copper's no. down. <laughs> yeah. Yo. No. Sure. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Crazy story. Okay. Yeah. It's always interesting. We ask these questions because the responses that we get are always so interesting. Sometimes there's similarity, sometimes they are vastly different. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's always fun to ask these questions. This is a first, <laughs> right? <This is> a... <laughs> I'm not proud of that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it's contributed. Yeah. Now it's, 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 it's strengthened your resolve to say I'm never late. No, for sure. You see, mm, so for sure. it's part of the journey. Um, last question is, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? I would be in radio. Okay. okay. I, yes. was, I was doing radio. I had a radio. I was having a show at uh, Pelly FM. Okay. When Pelly I joined, yes. When I joined my current company now, yeah, I had to leave because then I it's long hours and all oh, that. Oh yeah. So that's why I had to leave. I had a Friday and Saturday slot. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And what was was it a themed show or just a it was, show? It was the party time show, you know, Friday evening and Saturday <laughs> evening. It was a groove show. Okay. But it was amazing. I mean, I had guest DJs every hour on the show, mixes. Jeez. Um it was amazing. I loved it. Actually love radio more than anything. Wow. wow. I just can't pursue it now. Now obviously yes. because okay. that's important, yes. You know, you're gonna need to be the biggest person in South Africa to make a living out of that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I love radio so much. Start a podcast. 
it's yeah. not the same. True. Okay. It's not the same. It's, it's not. Yeah. It really isn't. And doesn't have that immediate feedback. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, yes. I think it also like has an edge as well, I think, to know no. I can't mess up here. No, you yeah. can't. You know? You can't. Like, you, you can't say, guys, cut. <laughs> Let's edit. No, what you say goes. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love that trash. It took me two years to recover from losing that radio gig. Wow. Yo. Like uh, yo, I suffered. Then it means you need to go back then. Obviously, I'm planning to yeah. in the future. Yes. Uh but now I just don't have time. Not for now, it. yeah. Yeah. Not now. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was quite a turn at the end. Because we were yeah. talking about metallurgy, yeah, manufacturing, yeah. and then radio. <laughs> and then what do you do in entertainment? The thing currently, currently, currently yeah. I MC functions, okay. I host. Uh, I've got a few friends that are in the industry, so I get to spend time with them and uh-huh. get to live that little bit of my entertainment side. Uh, um, yeah, but I, I, I love radio. Okay. I love it. So <laughs> yeah, much. no, your, your, your face changed. Oh, yeah, I you love can it. Because in the interview... We were very convinced that he loves his current career. Yeah. But there's space for radio. Even like, when he's talking about radio, yeah. it's even, even better. I had yeah. to learn to love metallurgy. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. oh, not even what you wanted. It, to it's do. not even first choice. Yeah. Not even second no. choice. But I mean, imagine now growing up in the village and then you tell your parents, I want to be in radio. Ah, yeah. forget uh, it. You know, uh, like, no. never. In fact, I think we need to get someone from radio so that they can talk about that. Like like these, these not so traditional jobs, but like you know, a couple of years before what? Because now the unconventional jobs are like digital creator. Oh yes, you know? yes. But about ten, fifteen years ago, <clears throat> the unconventional jobs were like actor, radio. Yes. You know. How do you start shit? that conversation? Yeah. I mean, with my situation where I grew up, yeah. How was I gonna say, hey, grandmother? Yeah. Me, I want to be in radio. Yeah. How? But you know, wasn't there a community radio station where you were at? No. Oh, there was in the villages. Okay, like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the only thing you grew up listening to that side it's Tobela FM and Munganalonene because Tonga at home. So okay, okay. Mm. Oh yeah, because I think some some people in like um, your your rural SA yeah. at least have community radio stations, so yes. their parents at least are familiar with yes. someone that does radio as a job. It's, I think it would, it would be a, a bit of an easier conversation there. No, yeah. for sure. Easily. Okay. okay. I must try someone who's been in the game. Maybe DJ Spoo. DJ Spoo, no? Yeah. DJ, plus, he's been in many games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the radio yes. games. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's been a, a, an artist. Yes. A, and he was studying. And he left. Yeah, actually. You are right. We must, mm. DJ Spoo, yeah, if, yeah. if you are watching. Buddha, come <laughs> through, brother. <laughs> come through. <laughs> <laughs> no man Chris yo it was lovely 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 yeah, having great, you here thank you um, sharing your life journey with us mm. and um, yeah and, and telling the kids to come. stay away you didn't want to come no not that I didn't want to come I think I was scared listen the I don't want to lie because <laughs> like what if they ask me something that I can't answer then you think you you, <laughs> you, there's people are recording. I'm like, and they start there, they ask me, like, yo, guys, I can't answer this thing. What's that? So, you're talking about the manager, then the manager was the manager, or were you managing? Fear? No, 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 I am <laughs> for sure, but it's like, you know, before you come, you give it a lot of thought because mm-hmm. you get a call, like, hey, come through, I'm like, yes, I'm coming, the yeah. excitement. Yeah, and oh, then it's that really sinks in, Ooh. and then you because I listen to your podcast yeah. as I drive. I'm like, they seem chilled. Yeah. So I should be yeah. fine. <laughs> I should be It's true. Chilled. We are chilled, guys. We're very chilled. <laughs> Extremely. It's nice being yeah. here. This is the, uh, what do we call it? This the is the podcast, podcast you do when you, you don't, don't want, want to do podcasts. That's what uh, Barani Barani gave us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of guys are like, I would never have done this if it, if it wasn't, wasn't you guys. Ah, here we go. You know, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> thank you, Chris. Um, and also for telling the kids to stay away from yes. uh, metallurgy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> important. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very educational. Very. Um, I don't think there are a lot of conversations about metallurgy. 
um, out there. Any, especially in South Africa. Yeah, especially yeah. here. Mm. Yeah. Any final words, Lesoko? No. Um, guys, thank you once again for tuning in. Remember to leave your suggestions of who to have next in the comment section. Uh, tell us what you liked, uh, suggestions, what you liked about the um, the episode, our guests. And we've got a big announcement coming soon. Very, very big. Uh, you guys stay tuned. Yeah. We'll announce it when, in, in the next coming weeks. Yeah. So this is the announcement of the announcement. Of the announcement. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching another episode of Nine to Life. We really appreciate you and we're building you a directory of careers. Yep. Um, we, if you can't watch, we are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Amazon Music, we are on Spotify, we are on Google Podcasts as mm. well. So just put us in your ear and live your life until we meet again. It's Nine to Life. Killing the game. game we are killing. <laughs> we are killing the game. We are killing the game.